Pastor Barb, my pastor, has given me the authority to go ahead and provide the word to you all this morning. And I'm going to talk to you this morning about the fruit of the Spirit and the power of the word. Sometimes we get caught up in the power of the word, but we don't understand the fruit of the Spirit. So I want you to all stand. I want us to all read this one scripture together. And it's found in Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 to 24. So let's all say this together on a count of three. One, two, three. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. Hallelujah. Go ahead and be seated this morning. So we just talked about, we just read a scripture about the fruit of the Spirit. And it says here that God will give us, or it says, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. The Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. And that is love. That is joy. Peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And there is no law against those things. You see, many of us in this room want to receive the power of the word, right? Amen? You all in agreement with me? You want to have the benefits of God operating in your life. But the question is, is will you receive the kind of fruit that it's going to take to receive the power of that word? You see, the fruit of the Spirit is really there to define really how we should be in the world. How we should act in the times of need. How we should always maintain so that we can receive all the benefits of God's word. You know, there's so many problems in the world and there's so much division that's going on right now. But if we all operated by the fruit of the spirit, which is love, oh, joy, peace, Patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self, oh, self-control. Self-control. So where would we put the control of our lives in? It would be in who we are in Jesus Christ. Now, now let me just take it a step further. Because if we're not careful, we'll be in the world and in the world. Our concerns will be about the cares of the world rather than the power to save the world. You see, when Jesus came and died, it wasn't just for the easy stuff. He came and died for the most difficult situation you could ever imagine. He came to deliver that as well. But listen, in his sovereign power, he still wants to empower you with love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness. Self-control. He wants to empower you with that. Well, why would he want to empower you with something like that to obtain what he has? Because we are carriers of the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's all good news. And we have to renew our minds 
in order to operate by love, in order to operate by kindness, in order to operate by self-control, we need to be understanding at a very deep level the power of the gospel that lives inside of us. Because then whatever is going to happen out there is subject to now the authority of God, not what I can do and the little bits and pieces that we can all do, but really if we just operate by love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, we have the power to overcome that darkness. I want to talk about bringing it down to our level now. So some of you work jobs and some of you are, you know, in your community doing different things. Are you doing it with love? Are you doing it with joy? Are you doing it with patience and peace and kindness and goodness and faithfulness and gentleness? Are you under self-control when Bill wants to chew on your ear or Nancy about how bad of a job everybody's doing in the company... And yet you carry the gospel. You have got to understand the importance of the fruit of the Spirit to create an atmosphere that, I mean, there is no devil in hell that could pull it apart. Let's bring it down to the level of where we sit today in Faith Builders Church. As Pastor Barb, as your, as your pastor here, how many people know that you, the church is limited by the number of people that get involved? Man, it got quiet in here this morning. But it becomes difficult because, and, and y'all want to know why we don't walk in the fruit of the Spirit? It's because of self-preservation. Self-preservation. Well, who's going to scratch my edge? Well, what about me? And Well, I only have this and I only have that. and you know, Somebody scratch my itch over here. Well, listen, you can be part of the Solution, or you could be part of the problem, right? A church or, or a business or any organization that's out there is going to spend 90% of their time on 10% of the customers or people or, or whatever it is. Make your itch to be scratched out of love, out of joy. Whose job is it to maintain your joy? It's yours. It's not a trick question. It's your job to walk in the fruit of the Spirit. Now, let's pretend for a moment that all of us, just, just the, the small group of people in this room right now, just made it about our life's mission to always maintain love, always maintain our joy. Always maintain our peace. Always be patient. Always be kind. Always be good. Always be faithful. Always be gentle. Always to have self-control. How quickly do you think we could solve the problems in our immediate families, communities, church, the whole thing? It's really not that complicated. But too often, due to self-preservation, we're going to want to go and say, well, what about this and what about that and all these other things? And yet we are empowered with the greatest force to ever be known, same power that raised Jesus from the dead, to operate in the fruit of the Spirit. 
And I believe in this day and age, we need the fruit of the Spirit more than we probably ever have. We just walk in that. We just allow that to happen in our lives. And as, as that begins to happen, it creates a whole new atmosphere, doesn't it? Well, now it's not me against you or you against me or this group against that group or, or the, you know, the government's doing this or it's not doing that and all this other stuff. And it's like, well, wait a second here. I've been empowered with the fruit of the Spirit. The Lord says if I will walk in that, I will produce much fruit in my life. You see, as many evil people, whatever we want to call them, that are doing evil things, right? Those are regular people just like you and I that choose to go that direction. What if we, the body of Christ, just said, well, the world can do what it wants to do, but as for me and my house, I'm going to serve the Lord. I'm going to do it God's way. Rather than get distracted and pulled in and the whole thing and all of a sudden all these people are getting hurt and everything else and it's just like, man, alive, we're just piling pile after pile after pile. If you know my wife, she's one of the sweetest people in the whole wide world. We went to Costco yesterday and were accosted by a man in the parking lot, spitting at us, cursing at us, threatening us. It's a great opportunity for us both to walk in love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and faithfulness and gentleness. You see, I'm not going to allow what someone else is, is doing contrary to those things without peace, without gentleness, without all that stuff to stimulate that into me. Why not just be the vessel of God's glory in that situation and in every situation and just say, well, no, I'm a maintainer of love. I'm a maintainer of peace and joy. I, I have self-control. Praise God, what a different world we would create. But this is called the fruit of the Spirit, man. You've been filled with this if you're empowered by Jesus through the gospel. You've been empowered by it. It's an empowerment. It's not a duty. It's not a, a, well, I have to now, and oh, my goodness, you know, it's time for me to step up and do something. No, no, no. It's just about being a maintainer of those things, understanding that those things are actually overpowering all the negative stuff that's going on out there because it's under the jurisdiction of the sovereign power of God that lives on the inside of us. Somehow, we as the church have labeled what the Bible says to do is like some duty now, you know, like, like, well, you gotta be, yeah, oh man, you gotta be this way. You know, you, you, you just gotta step up even when you don't want to. And you know, all that kind of stuff. It's not difficult. The, Jesus says, my yoke is easy. My burden is, yeah. Imagine the lightness that you would experience in love, in joy, in peace, patience, Kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. That's easy. That's light as compared to the alternative. It's good stuff. We all want the power of God. The question is, will we receive the empowerment that it takes to get there? That scripture actually goes on. I'm going to read a little bit more for you. It says, those who belong to Jesus Christ, anybody done that here? Praise the Lord, just amen. Okay. Those who belong to Jesus Christ have nailed the passions and desires of their sinful nature 
to his cross and crucified them there. Since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every parts of our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, so on and so forth. Those are the words of God. I could stand up here and read this to you and say, thus says the Lord, because that's what the Lord is saying. Matthew chapter 7, 24 to 27, or yeah, 24 to 27. It says, anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it is wise. Like a person who builds his house on solid rock, though the rain comes and the torrents and the flood waters rise and the winds beat against the house it will not collapse because it is built on bedrock but anyone who hears my teaching and doesn't obey it is foolish like a person who builds his house on the sand when the rains and the floods come and the winds beat against that house it will collapse in a mighty crash I've seen so many people in the body of Christ blame the church for the collapse in their life and they didn't really build their life on the rock. Man, alive, there is no opportunity for whatever's happening out there to overcome you in a way to end you. There's no opportunity for that until we stop walking by the fruit of the Spirit and we get our focus on all the negativity and acting on all that negativity and get distracted from who we really are. This is where the body of Christ could take over in a day or a week, you know, and just completely overturn the world. But if we're always focused on self-preservation, on just preserving me and my little bee patch here, you know, listen, it's... The word of God is not about, Israel is a great example. Israel said that they were the only country that God would save. Well, I'm here to tell you, God saved it all. And if you're not careful, you'll think to yourself, well, I'm the only one that God is going to save. He's got to save me. I mean, my goodness, can't you see what's going on in my world? Well, hey, just go back to operating in the fruit of the Spirit. You'll do just fine. And then you could get your focus off of yourself. And praise the Lord, get your focus on the needs of others. Glenn Beck on Friday, Thursday and Friday raised $22 million by himself to liberate people out of Afghanistan. $22 million. A guy just like you. Guy just like me, well, you know, just a person like you decided, you know what, I'm going to build my life on something of greater value that has more to do with than just me and my life. I'm going to make sure that people have the opportunity to be free everywhere, and i got to find my way to do that. How many people know that he had to operate in the fruit of the Spirit to get to where he's at, at a high level? You see, the higher you go, praise the Lord, the more people want to point a finger at you, want to say how bad of a job you're doing. There's no joy in that. There's no peace in that. There's no love in that. It's time that those who call themselves Christians, me included, we stand up for the fruit of the Spirit, and we maintain that everywhere we go. 
and in everything we do. And to see maybe five, ten years down the road and say, oh, my goodness, look what the Lord has done. Oh, yeah. He will do it. He will do it. And you're empowered by this fruit of the Spirit. Amen? So let's build our homes or build our lives on things that are solid. The Word of God. Let's make sure that we're not getting our focus off on other worldly things that have nothing to do with who we're going to become, not only for the benefit of ourselves, but for the benefit of every person we contact, come in contact with. I'm going to put a challenge out here that's so important, and I hope all of you accept this challenge because it's important. How many people in here believe that it's important for someone to receive Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior? Raise your hand or just keep it down if you don't. Keep your hand lifted because I'm going to ask you some more questions. How many people know that you need to be the one to go out and tell somebody? How many people know that the empty blue chair next to you is your responsibility to fill? You put your hands all down. We can fill this church... In a week's time, in a week's time, if we just say, well, wait a second, it's not about my self-preservation. God already knows what I have need of. He's already going to supply everything I need. All I need to be doing is doing his work out of the love for others, having patience with others when they don't come on the first invite and be willing to come and ask them again to be gentle with people, right, and to have self-control. I'm glad you're all here, but I promise you somebody introduced you to Christ. Someone had the willingness to say, you know what, this is super important for every human being, and if I'm to do anything for the glory of God, it's not to have just my little needs met, but it's to take everything that I've got, everything I've been empowered with, and to go out into the world and to tell somebody about the gospel of the good news of Jesus Christ, to welcome them back into the house of the Lord, to walk in the fruit of the Spirit, which is the thing that's going to get them to do what God wants them to do rather than what I want them to do. We'll fill the whole church in a week. In a week. Does anybody in here know someone that doesn't know Jesus Christ? Does anybody in here know somebody who knew Jesus? Pastor Barb did a message last week, the people that knew Jesus, but then they just say, well, I can do it on my own. I watch it online. Everything's fine. You can't do it on your own out there. You cannot do it on your own out there. You need a man or a woman of God like you or I to go to these people, tell them the truth, and to say, listen, you need to come into the house of the Lord. You need to. I'm going to buy you your Starbucks. I'm going to, you know, take you out for lunch afterwards. I'm going to, whatever it's going to take, I promise you the little bit that it's going to cost you is nothing in comparison with what you will achieve in your life. The question is, do you value that? Do you really value the life that you live and to make sure as many people as possible can live that same life? You got a light. You got to get get it out from under the bushel, right? We taught us that in Sunday school, right? Let your light so shine. And, you know, this little light of mine, right? It sounds childish, but I'm telling you, that light needs to get out there. I'm telling you, that blue chair next to you needs to be filled next week. 
I'm telling you that you can fill a whole section of this church. I know that you can. I know it's a challenging word, but if I'm truly operating by the power of the Spirit, out of the fruit of the Spirit, my focus is not going to be on myself. My focus is not going to be on all the negative things in the world. My focus is going to be on that person needs Jesus Christ. I'm not only going to ask them, I'm going to intercede for that person. I am going to pray that when I come and talk to that person, they are going to be so ripe and so ready. It's like walking over in that apple that's just about to fall off the tree. Pick it right off that tree. Wouldn't it be awesome? Wouldn't it be incredible for you to have a crowd of people following you into heaven someday? I'm here because of that person. I'm here because that person, I mean, I saw such patience in that person, such love in that person. I saw, I mean, gentleness about them and kindness. I mean, they were so kind. They were so gentle and they were so generous to me. And all of a sudden I received Jesus as my Lord and Savior. And here I am today in eternity with him. And you know what? My hope, my goal is for all of you, anyone that I would ever influence, to not only commit to Christ, but get involved in what he's doing. You know what? I hope their mansion's bigger than mine up on the hill. I hope that I reach that one that's willing to go out and get a 1,000 people, 10,000 people, 100,000 people. Wouldn't it be amazing that you reached out to those people? You didn't even know these other people who got saved off of what you did. And all of a sudden, you look back, and that crowd is immense behind you. And go, I don't know half of these people. I don't even know a third of these people. Well, thank God that you reached the one that you did. Thank God that you were willing to, you know what, not just focus on your needs, but the needs of others. And the only need they have, I promise you this, is to receive the gospel of the good news of Jesus Christ. Even in the body of Christ, those of you who have received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you need to operate more and more and more in the gospel and say, oh, wait a second, something's missing in my life. Something's broken in my life. I don't accept that anymore. And I don't look at that as a thing that is going to hold me back any longer. He whom the sun sets free is free indeed. I am liberated from that thing. Yeah, but look at the bill collector that just called you. Look at your bank account. Look at all the evidence around you. I don't live by flesh and blood. Praise the Lord. I am more than enough. I have the same power that lived in Jesus Christ living in me. I'm a child of God. I'm a kingdom builder. What if you labeled yourself as that? I am a kingdom builder. That's what Jesus said we should pray. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. Here as it is in heaven. You know how many unsaved people there are in heaven? Zero. Same will here. How many people on this earth should not be saved? Zero. Well, that's impossible. No, I'm telling you. God is sovereign in his power, and all he needs is people to walk in the fruit of the Spirit to get their focus off themselves and off all the problems of the world and just begin to operate as if they had everything that they need needed to overturn this whole world for the gospel of the good news of Jesus Christ. You have that ability. You can build your house on that kind of a solid rock every day of your life. There shouldn't be anybody in your life that does not know that you are a Christian, ever. 
everybody in your world should know that you're a Christian. Romans 10, 1 uh, through 15. A little bit of a marathon here, but let's get through it. Dear brothers and sisters, that's you and I. The longing of my heart and prayer to God is for the people of Israel to be saved. I know what enthusiasm they have uh, for God, but it is misdirected zeal. Zeal isn't going to get you anywhere. It is not going to get you anywhere. And you know what? It's not just about the people of Israel. That's what he's talking about. But it's the people that are different than you, the people that are different than me. It says, for they don't understand God's way of making people right with himself. Refusing to accept God's way, they cling for their, uh-oh, their own way of getting right with God by trying to keep the law. For Christ has already accomplished the purpose for which the law was given. That is the gospel of the good news of Jesus Christ. As a result, all who believe in him are made right with God. Period. End of story. Get that beyond yourself now. Understand you are saved because you say you are and you believe you are. You're not just saved to go to heaven. You're saved, I mean, from everything, everywhere, every time, all the time. And it's constantly happening in your life through the faith that you have. It says, for Moses writes, the law's way of making a person right with God requires obedience of all of its commandments. Listen, you're never going to reach that place in your life. You are not perfect. There is a cause for Christ in your life. You're going to fall short of the glory of God. That's just the way it is. But faith's way of getting right with God says, don't say in your heart, who will go to heaven? Don't say who will go down to the place of the dead. In fact, it says the message is very close in hand and is at your lips, in your heart. Begin to declare the gospel of the good news of Jesus Christ, not only over your life, but over every life you come in contact with. They need it as much as you do. The world, no matter how much we learn, no matter how much information we accumulate, no matter how many dots and tittles and everything else, and this is the right way, and that's the right way. No, it's not. The gospel is the right way. It is the way, the truth, the life. No man's going to come to the Father except by the power of Jesus on your, in your life. It's our only hope. If there, listen, if mankind could solve all the problems of the world, why would there be a need for Christ? Why would there be a need for the gospel? It's so that we can get liberated from all the stuff that we tell ourselves, oh, I'm not good enough. Oh, I'm not the pastor. Oh, well, what if I say something to somebody and they get upset about Jesus and blah, 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 blah. Who gives a rip anymore? Man, you're going to let the world just keep going in the direction it's going? Or are you going to stand for righteousness? Are you going to have a rock to stand on and say, you know what? Come the winds, the waves, whatever it is, I don't control those things. All I control is where I choose to stand and where I choose to get other people to stand. The world needs the gospel. The world needs you to carry that into the world. Goes on to say here, it says, but faith's way of getting right with God says don't say in your heart those negative things. In fact, it says the message very close at hand. Remember how close the power of God is to you in your life. That message is the very message about faith that we preach. If you openly declare that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you'll be saved from it all. 
For it is in believing in your heart that you are made right with God. And it is openly declaring your faith that you have been saved from that. Openly declaring your faith. As the scripture tells us, anyone who trusts in him, anyone, will never be disgraced. Jew and Gentile are of the same respect. They have the same Lord who gives generously to all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord. But how can they call on him to save them unless they believe in him? And how can they believe in him if they never heard about him? And how can they hear about him unless someone like you tells them? And how will anyone go and tell them without being sent? What, or that is why the scriptures say, how beautiful are the feet of the messengers who bring good news. It's not about us anymore. It's about a world. Pastor Barb gave us some statistics last week. How many people are leaving the church? Leaving the church. Here we are today in the church. Here we are plugged into the church. Here we are tithing members. Here are we are doing the, the things. But we can't go so far inward that we forget about all of those. We should go after those people with all of our hearts. With everything that we have. If somebody can raise $22 million to save 5,000 people, just 5,000. Every life is worth the dollar that was spent. Don't, don't misunderstand me. But if, if people are willing to give so generously into that, and yet there's people who are dying every day without the knowledge of the saving grace of Jesus Christ, let's go into this world. Let's begin to have those beautiful feet of messengers who bring the good news that the world needs. They may not act like they want it. They may be upset with you when you give it to them. But praise the Lord, the gospel has the power to save. Me patting someone on the back and telling them it's going to be okay in the sweet by and by is not enough. They're hungry. They're thirsty. And they're, they, they don't know where they're going to turn. They have no hope. They have none of what you possess. You possess it. You share it with others, and they will respond. Heavenly Father, we just thank you and praise you for this incredible opportunity to come together as the body of Christ of believers in Jesus Christ. Father, we know that the gospel was yes for us, but it's also yes for those who have need of it, Father God. I thank you, Father God, that you'll begin to work in and through us through the fruit of the Spirit of God. And we thank you for the love that will be there for our brother. We thank you for the joy that we can actually express to our, 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 those in need of joy. That we can be carriers of peace. We can always be patient to wait for those who may be resistant to your gospel. I thank you for unusual kindness towards others. Goodness and faithfulness. Oh, Father God, we thank you for faithfulness. Not only to carry the gospel for ourselves and our families, but the faithfulness to build the kingdom of God. I thank you for your gentleness. I thank you for your, your self-control. 
thank you that all the fruits of the Spirit begin to work in and through us. Thank you that we have an understanding that we were bought with a price. That price paid it, paid it all. Not only to get us saved, but to also save those that would come in contact with us in our daily lives. I want to make sure every person in this room has the opportunity to receive the Jesus that I'm talking about. None of what I have talked about today will matter if there aren't people in these seats to receive or to come back to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. I want you to all say this together with me. Say this prayer like you believe it with all your heart. You're going to come to Christ. That's, that's, that's what's going to happen right here, right now. Marriage is restored. Finances restored. Healings restored. Hallelujah. Peace restored. Joy restored. Eternity with God restored. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I come to you in Jesus' name. I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. I make you the Lord of my life. Use me. Fill me. Empower me with your gospel. In Jesus' name we pray. And all God's people said, amen, amen. Let's welcome Pastor Barb.